Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for that amazing grace that you had on us by sending Jesus into this world to die for us. We pray for your blessings on us this morning as we hear from your word. Amen. So yesterday was January 6th, right? It was Epiphany. Epiphany is the, actually the oldest church festival in the Christian church. It goes back the farthest. And it's the season of lights, which is why we talk about lights. So obviously it's associated with the wise men coming to see Jesus. Because this is when Jesus manifested, revealed himself as both God and man. And so as I mentioned, we also associate the wise men with Epiphany, which is why we still have our Christmas trees up. Does anybody still have their Christmas trees up? At our house growing up, we always waited till the wise men came before we took it down. But we actually took ours down before Epiphany. Sorry, Mom and Dad. But anyway, here is the event from Matthew chapter 2. And I say the word event intentionally, by the way. Because sometimes I think when we hear story, we think make-believe, you know, like fairy tales or whatever. Because some people think about the Bible that way. But this is a real event involving real people in a real time. Matthew chapter 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east, came to, to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. Here's some Matthew likes to do crimson thread stuff, by the way. Quoting Micah, the prophet Micah. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced, and exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And so this is the event of the wise men coming to see Jesus. So we like to focus in on the wise men in this passage, don't we? But the fact of the matter is we really don't know that much about these guys that came. Here is what we, we do know. 
And so what we do know is they were Gentiles, which means they are non-Jews. That's what that means. So if you're not 100% Jew, you are a Gentile. You and I, unless you are of Jewish descent, are Gentiles. And so we do know they were Gentiles. They came from the east. That's what Matthew says here. They came from the east, probably from Persia, Babylon, or Arabia, which is present-day Iran, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia. So this is where they came from. We know they had some access to Scripture because that's how they learned of this king of the Jews being born. They read that passage in Micah, which is what caught their attention. And we know that God put a star in the sky for them to follow. Now, science has tried to figure out this star, by the way, because it is a fact that it happened. They can't figure out why. Well, it's because God put it there. That's why. We know they brought three gifts for Jesus, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so what do we also assume about the wise men? That there were three of them, right? We think there were three of them because they brought three gifts. And we sing, we three kings, right? So there had to be three. Well, we don't know. Could have been three, could have been ten, could have been two, could have been whatever. But that's what we know. And so this is what I found interesting as I read and reread this passage here about the wise men the three put in quotes kings came and found two kings Herod and Jesus so to the wise men it was logical that to go and find this baby this king of the Jews that the Bible is talking about it's logical to go to Jerusalem, the main city in Israel, and to go to the king's palace, right? That makes sense. That makes sense to us, right? That's where you would go to find this next king. But instead, what they found was King Herod. And so here's some things about King Herod. Because he's an interesting dude. <clears throat> His father's name was Antipater. The surname was Herod, you know, much like Hedke. So, you know, my dad is Robert, and that means I would be Hedke the Great. Get it? That's kind of how it worked. <clears throat> he was an Idomean, which means he was half Jewish. The Roman emperor was the one who made him king of the Jews. See, the Jewish people, the Israelites, didn't really like him very much because he was friends with the Romans and he wasn't a real Jew like them. So they didn't like him. Well, there's other reasons they didn't like him too. And here we go. So Herod was a successful builder. He built cities, theaters, monuments, palaces, and when we were over in Israel, we got to see some of these amazing things. And at that time, they were amazing buildings. Hence the name, you know, Herod the Great. But 
Well, not but yet. He also rebuilt the temple in Jerusalem, which actually didn't get finished until after he died. But what is still there from what has been left is what he rebuilt. But he also built lots of altars and monuments to other gods. He was also a maniac. And I don't use that word lightly. His paranoia made him think that everyone was trying to take his throne from him. So much so that he had one of his wives killed, three of his sons, his mother-in-law, and many others. Just because he thought they were trying to take his, his throne. Herod was greedy, he was evil, he was ruthless, he was cruel, he was materialistic, and he was self-centered. Herod represents all that is wrong with this world. No question about it. Then, and this is where the wise men came. You know, they followed the star to Israel. Then, because God put a star over Bethlehem specifically, so they're at the palace. He's not there. You know, Jesus isn't there. They're talking to Herod. Herod wants to go and worship the, this new one, right? No. He wants to kill him. He wants to kill Jesus. And so God puts the star over Bethlehem again so that the wise men can go worship Jesus. And so they finally got to go meet the second king in this event, Jesus. So unlike our nativity scenes, the wise men were not there on Christmas night. When they got there, Joseph and Mary would have been in a house in Bethlehem area. And Jesus more than likely would have been a toddler already. You know, playing with whatever gift he just got at Christmas. At his mom's feet. And so as always, God was in charge of this event. You notice that God is the one that guided and directed the wise men to Israel, to Bethlehem. And then later on, he guides them again. God is always in charge. We do not come to God on our own. He brings us to him. And this king that they saw in this house in Bethlehem was not only the king of the Jews, like Herod was at the time, this king was the king of the Americans, king of the Africans, king of the Europeans, king of the Asians, king of the Australians. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He is the king of all. Hard stop. That's what they found there in that house in Bethlehem. So, Looking at these two kings that we meet here in this event of the, the wise men coming from the east. See which courtyard you are sitting in. The court of Herod. You are selfish looking out for me, myself, and I. The court of Jesus. You are giving of yourself, loving God and neighbor over self. 
the courtyard of King Herod. You worship when it is convenient to your schedule. The court of King Jesus. You travel out of your way to go to church. Kind of like the wise men. The court of Herod the Great. You have altars to other gods. Money, kids, sports, job, whatever. Court of King Jesus. You keep Jesus number one in your home and life. King Herod, you fix your eyes on all the stuff that needs to be done. It's so busy. Jesus, you fix your eyes on Jesus. Which courtyard are you sitting in? You know, I think there's three lessons here that we can learn from these wise men that I wanted to share with you here this morning. The first lesson is this. Behold the light. If you noticed in the Matthew 2 passage, two times Matthew uses this. I love how he does it. He just throws a word behold in there. He says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east. Then later on in verse 9, he does it again. After listening to the king, they went on their way and behold the star. Behold the light in 2024. The light of the world. The light who stepped out of heaven into this dark world. Into our dark lives. Behold the Son of God, Jesus, dying on the cross for you. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Second lesson from the wise men. Not only did they behold the light, they followed the light. John, not, and John, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. You just heard Megan say it to the kids. I said it for the baptism of Walker. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Are you following the light? Don't just say you follow the light. Do it. That can be convicting, can it? I convict myself even though I write it. When you are out and about in Fort Wayne or New Haven or Northeast Indiana or Indiana or Florida, for you people in Florida, or wherever you are, do people see the Jesus of light emanating, shining from you, oozing from you, or do they see something nasty oozing from you? Something to think about. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Follow the light. Third lesson from the wise men. 
Not only did they behold the light, not only did they follow the light. We don't know this for sure, but I am confident that they went back to Persia, Babylon, Arabia, or wherever they came from, and they probably told some people about the things they saw and witnessed. You see, it's not normal for a star just to appear in the sky guiding you somewhere. And then to witness the Christ child. I'm betting they went back and they shined the light. Because you know they were Gentiles. And Jesus came for everybody. No matter what you are. You know the same goes for us. How can we not share the good news of Jesus Christ in our lives? How can we not shine that light? You know, Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine. How many of you like to rise up in the morning and shine? I'm not sure I do. You could probably ask Zara. But the point is, is that get up, wake up, and shine the light of Jesus because of what he did for us. That's what it's all about. You know, the wise men had the star. Your friend, your neighbor, the family down the street, your co-worker, your relative that's fallen away, they have you to shine that light. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you, everybody sitting here, are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. You are all priests and priestesses. You don't have to be a pastor to tell other people about Jesus to shine the light. You all can do that. You are a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So as we begin this new year, 2024, behold the light, follow the light, and shine the light. Amen. Heavenly Father, we are in awe.